I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. guys and welcome to episode 16 of tip to tip with lou and chris my name is lou and my name is crincento that'd be weird, <laughs> that'd be a weird name. what ethnicity would that make you uh some sort of hispania you think <laughs> all my I'm buddies more... at the, my mexican buddies at the move company used to call me crincento really yeah hey crincento <laughs> vaguely italian as well yeah that is know. what it is yeah uh, today we're going to be talking about my 16th and 17th jobs, Edwards Island 7 and Big Newport 6. Did you buy your movie <laughs> tickets? Yes, these are both movie theaters. Um, yeah. Much like in episode 7, we're going to talk about two related jobs in one episode. So we're going to go in on these family style once again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um I'm going to be honest with you. We'll talk about more in the episode, but this this is right on the edge. This probably should just be one job. But in my brain, I've always thought of it as like two. Uh, no good reason why. And so at the end, you can make a determination, but we're still calling it job 16 and 17 because that's just the way shit goes. Yeah. Before we get into that, though, I want to do a little housekeeping. First of all, uh, I don't know if you have listened to the last episode yet, Chris, but you were right again. In the, in the last episode, you proposed that I had, in fact, not talked about why I quit Hughes. <laughs> and in my brain, I thought I had talked about it because I had put it in my notes, probably. Yeah. But uh, I got super sidetracked by talking about my bisexuality <laughs> and forgot to mention that. So, of course, we talked about it in the episode after that, which was the last episode of The Warehouse. So these three episodes are kind of uh, a trilogy if you will <laughs> you've got the 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 beginning act one you've got the the action in the middle did did he or didn't he and then the resolution here i did not so you were right second time you've been right winner i don't know what to do with that is that the most times you've been right in a row with in you life? yeah <laughs> and it's like every time you're doing it i'm like i don't know if you're I getting know. sloppy in your old age or fucking what dude <sighs> I'm certainly losing much of my edge. That's a fact. Your um, your your edge is softer, but it's no less potent. No, stings <laughs> stings the nostrils. <laughs> it does. It does. It melts in the mouth. Yeah. Um. So let's go ahead and just jump into this occupational breakdown today. Break it down. I think we should break it down after that. <laughs> you made it pretty clear time to break it let's break it down so uh like i said edwards island seven and big newports newport six are the two uh what those are referring to Ed edwards was a chain of theaters much like cineplex odeon in past episodes it's just another chain of theaters i don't think they exist anymore i think regal cinemas bought them so you can't go to an edwards necessarily but um yeah in newport beach there's a big fancy kind of outdoor mall called fashion island 
I actually remember it from when I was a kid and I lived in Irvine. We used to go there occasionally. They had like a koi pond and it was, you know, mostly like upper class stores, you know, not not very fun stores for a kid. Um, More upper class you know, than an old orchard. Yeah, but it's in that vein. Yeah. It's like that if that was in Southern California and for like people who drove Lamborghinis. You know, or eh, Lamborghinis is is wrong. Probably more like Bentleys. You know that kind of thing. Sure, sure. Like rich people, basically. But yeah, it's really pretty and kind of have a has like an old sort of Spanish vibe to the architecture in a way. I think. But there's it's it's a mall. It's a fucking mall. It's a mall. Um, yeah, but they had like an indoor movie theater. It's actually not too dissimilar from Woodfield when we talked about Woodfield three and four and five through nine. There's the theaters inside the mall that are smaller, and there's a bunch of them. And then there's the big theaters outside the mall that are, you know, there's the circle drive that you can, you know, circles the mall. And then during that circle, there's fucking other stores. Lou's you know. painting a circle in the air for me, oh, just so I'm I get do- it. I'm doing a circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a circle. I'm, I'm gesticulating in a circular motion for Christopher. Uh, yeah, so I worked in the inside the mall theaters, which was I, Edwards Island 7, uh, 7 theaters. And then I also worked two days at the big theater, <laughs> Big Newport 6, outside. Yes, yes. This is your second job. Is what the second talking. of these two is a two-dayer. But uh, <laughs> the, possession, the position held was concessionaire and usher. Uh, I did not, I think I probably did Doorman a couple times, but very rarely, and I don't think I ever did box office while working there. And my wage earned is four seventy five. This is actually another, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, how long I was employed there. I started on Christmas Eve of 1996. Nice. And I finished on February 16th of 1997. So about two months. So let me ask you, what was playing Christmas Eve 1996? Could you even remember? Oh, no. No, I couldn't remember. Honestly, the only movie I remember playing there while I worked there was a movie called Turbulence. It was like a plain action movie starring, I think, like Ray Liotta. (laughs) Uh, Not a a great movie, and I might even be wrong about Ray Liotta being in it, but it's not a good movie. It's like a kind of an action horror. I don't know if it's horror, but it's like... Thriller. Thriller, Yeah. He's um, definitely screaming and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> I'm sure both of those, both of those, with a you know questionable uh, texture of skin. <laughs> 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 but he does have these steely blue eyes; he can't resist. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But so that's the occupational breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> I started going in and I couldn't do it. Couldn't it didn't happen. That was a that's gonna be an interesting one. <laughs> see what I can do with that one in the edit. Yeah, let's um, see it. So what I was saying was I have written down that I made five seventy five at this job, but the reason why I know the exact dates starting you said stopping four seventy five. Right, right. When I you're right about that, and in okay. a second it'll become clear why this was not a mistake on my part okay. now. I had written down 575. Then when I was looking through my journal to figure out like when I worked there, because I, I really couldn't remember. This is a very foggy job for me, uh, both of these. And as I was reading, I read something about me making a comment how, you know, I'm not going to do this bullshit for 475. <laughs> nice. And so I have a feeling that at some point 
I fucked up and wrote 575 instead of 475, which makes me think I was also making like the last two jobs. The Hughes was 585 written down and Warehouse Music was four or 575. I have a feeling those were both fours. I have a feeling Hughes was 485 and Warehouse was 475. And I think that minimum wage was probably 475 at this point. And I just fucked up at some point and wrote five instead of four for this series of jobs. So none of that matters at all, but I feel obligated to say something about it because it, it doesn't make sense why I would go from 575 at Warehouse to 475 at the theater. Um, Don't you usually make a little less at the theater, though? Like in um, general? I mean, yeah, but the Warehouse and Hughes were not jobs where you made more. Do you know what I mean? Okay. They were both minimum wage style jobs for sure. Okay. So I think I fucked up and I think I wrote fives instead of fours on those jobs. Uh, it doesn't go before Walden Books because Walden Books was definitely whatever I said that day. It was like yeah. nine, eight or nine bucks because I was a key holder there. So yeah, that's that's where we end up. <laughs> Chris just put on a, a happy birthday tiara <laughs> on, a, on his fucking bald head. It looks great. You look like a big baby. <laughs> Like a giant baby. Um, I was gonna ask you something. Ask, motherfucker. Fuck me. Did you forget? Yeah. If you were a gold medalist in the bagging Olympics, would that okay. give you any kind of pay bump? I don't think so, but I know there was in fact a cash prize had I won the bagging Olympics. And I think it was probably in the vicinity of like five thousand dollars. Fuck you. Yeah, I think so. I have a feeling. I I vaguely remember it was something like that. And not a piece of you was like, maybe I'll try this? Nope. Nope. Uh, it's funny because sometimes you, you've, you've played the game, I'm sure, the, the intellectual exercise of what would you do for a blank amount of money, let's say a million dollars, right? So you pick a thing, like suck off Ray Liotta. Sure. And then you, and then you started a number, would you suck off Ray Liotta for a million dollars? Right. Um, assuming my wife said it was okay and he tested clean. I would, I'd suck off Ray Liotta for a million dollars. You would do it um, for less. Well, that's the thing. Once you've established like a number you would do it for, then you start to roll down that number and see what number is the lowest number you would do it for, assuming it wasn't a negotiation and you could just figure out the lowest number without having to like game the system or anything, right? So what's the lowest amount I'd suck off Ray Liotta for? I don't know, but it would definitely have to pay all of my debts. <laughs> any kind of bills that were outstanding, any loan payments, any car payments, all that would be have to fucking wiped clean for sure. And then once I knew that was taken care of, then it's just a matter of do I have to swallow, um, you know, things like that, right? <laughs> what was my initial point? <laughs> oh, the bagging well, Olympics. No, we're not done. Yeah. Okay. We're not done. All right, we can go back. We can keep going. Uh, all right. Let's say you and I... This is, you know, a couple weeks ago, I'm sitting in your living room. Yeah. We get a knock at your front door, screen sure. door, because the door's open, we get the breeze going in. Right. You hear a familiar voice. It's fucking <laughs> Ray Liotta. Of course. He's got a suitcase. Why wouldn't he? He's got a suitcase. Why has he got a suitcase? Is he moving in? <laughs> <laughs> okay, briefcase, not I'm suitcase. Sure he, I'm sure he lives right down the street. Oh, you're talking about full of money. Okay, <laughs> go on. But it's filled with, like... 15,000. 15. Uh, you know, I have to do the math and figure out what I owe, but I think I probably owe more than that. <laughs> I think it's probably in that vicinity. I'm thinking you're not turning away 15 grand, though. I don't know. Okay, you know what? The better question is how much would my wife need 
to be able to look me in the eye afterwards. It's probably more that than how much I'd do it for, because, I mean, Ray Liotta's old, but he's Ray, he's Ray Liotta, you know? <laughs> he's like, always going to be Ray Liotta. I, I liked Unlawful Entry as much as the next guy, so... <laughs> You know, I don't know what the number is, but the number is, it's lower for me than probably for my wife for me, if, if you get my drift. I want you to ask her, we could be done with this for now, but I want sure. you to ask her. I'm saying she's going to be okay with 15000 I think you don't know her as well as you think you do, but we'll find out in the next episode. Well, maybe not next episode, but in a future episode, I'll let you know what she said. All right. Uh, the reason I'm talking about all this is because the same sort of negotiation happens in my mind when it comes to the bagging Olympics. How much is it worth? If you said, if you go to do the bagging Olympics and no matter what happens, I'll give you $5,000, I'm going to the bagging Olympics. But if you say you're going to go to the bagging Olympics and you're going to have to fucking bag like as fast as you can in front of a group of people who are cheering, and then at the end of that, you might walk away with nothing, I don't know that it's worth the risk. Do you know what I'm saying? And you know, there's some the people rub. that like obsess over that shit too, and they're like Probably. training for it. Of course, of course. <laughs> the, the guy that did it instead of me was one of those guys. Who I'm sure he. I'm, sh- I'm sure he went to the bagging shorts. training area and used you know wooden blocks shaped as groceries to practice bagging in his off hours. I think maybe but, you put that in one of your screenplays too. Listen, man, it's going to be a, a weird screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's all the real housekeeping issues I think I had. Um, the general manager of both of these theaters was the same guy. His name was Jim, and he looked like a combination of Martin Scorsese and Jim Lumberg from Office Space, <laughs> which is a you know kind of a weird image, but that's what I remember in my mind. He was very buttoned up. He walked like he had a you know a fucking pole up his ass, and he used he used to do this thing where. On Saturdays, uh, Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays, he would go into every theater before the movie started and introduce the movie, like, to the audience. Wow. Which, they do that, like, in Arclight, where I go to see movies a lot out here. There's a, you know, like, a, an usher comes in and basically tells you, like, all the rules and where the exits are. And then, you know, try to, like, hype you up. Like, you know, you're seeing this movie and here's who stars in it and it's the runtime is this and blah, blah, blah. But he was doing that just i swear just on his own it was just his thing i believe it yeah when i first saw him do it because i actually saw him do it as a customer before i worked there and i was like oh this guy really must love movies right like that was just kind of my thought really after kind of getting to know him a little working with him i think he just loved to stand in front of people and have people paying attention to him and i don't think he gave a fuck about movies i think it was more just about like now it's time for you to watch me and you have to because you paid money for this ticket <laughs> you know like i i'm surprised he didn't do like a, a tight five you know stand up you know he had a captive audience so uh yeah i didn't like this guy he was, he was an asshole most of the time he was a shitty guy to work for and luckily i didn't have to work with him too much because he was usually at the bigger theater and he just came over to the little theater to like make sure we weren't fucking around but yeah he he sucked um, I remember two supervisors at the inside the theater job, both girls, well, women, uh, not girls. They were over the age of reason, <laughs> I guess. Uh, one was named Megan. She had tattoos and piercings and was like, you know, kind of cool looking, very attractive. The other one was, her name was Jenny. She was Asian, also attractive. Megan was a bitch from the beginning. 
just really unpleasant, just did not, I don't know if she didn't like me or she didn't like anybody, but she was a very unpleasant almost all the time. Every once in a while, she'd just weirdly be in a good mood and I'd be like, ooh, who's this? But usually she was horrible. And then Jenny, the other one, was nice at first and then slowly, like, she was so moody. She had, like, crazy mood swings. So she'd go from being cool to being, like, horrible really quickly. And she was also late all the fucking time. Like, my first day, she was an hour late. So I, you know, sat outside the theater waiting for, you know, 45 minutes before she got there and opened the door. And I was like, it's my first day. Um, yeah, not, not, not great there. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I remember that. I remember Megan pretty well, though. She was, she was, you know what? Sometimes I find myself very attractive to girls who are unpleasant and I hate that. <clears throat> You know what I mean? You hate it. I want to. I want to be grossed out by somebody with a shitty attitude. So when it goes the other way, where I'm sort of like, I don't know, I find it like titillating. Yeah. It. I, it like really bothers me. This is one of those moments. <laughs> <laughs> this is was, what I'm referring to. I was bothered often by my attraction to this stupid girl. I actually kind of have a. I have a quick story. Um, Hit me. So we do these pickups at the UPS store and there's this girl that works at this UPS store and she was always kind of giving me an attitude, not like, not like an asshole, but like being like overly sarcastic kind of to the point where you're talking to someone you're like, we're not friends like that, you know, something like that. Yeah. And she kept acting like that. And then I started getting friendly with the other, other people that worked there and I got their names and I put this chick on blast in front of everyone. I made her feel like an idiot. Um, <laughs> seriously, the manager was there. And, like, I purposely, like, went around. I was like, I'm going to learn all these fucking people's names because I feel like it's going to come in handy in, like, this case. <laughs> so she was like, oh, here you go. And the manager was like, well, why don't you just call him by his name? Because I had her sign for the packages. And um, she's like, well, I don't know his name. I was like, well, I know your fucking name. And I, as I said her name, right? And then you didn't, she, you didn't, you didn't say fucking though. I didn't say fucking. Yeah, no, I wish you had. And then, <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, I bet you don't know their names." And I named off everyone. Yeah. And like everyone's laughing at her and like high fiving me and shit. And ever since then, every time I go in there, she's like, "Oh, hey, it's nice to see you." Like <laughs> trying to like be nice. It was just weird. Hi, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Chris, and uh, you got the digits is how this story ended and right? then i got the digits yeah. let me ask you a question if you were single yes w- would you have gotten the digits if i wanted the digits well, would no. you want the digits no is In it because she's case. snatchy or because she's unattractive she was unattractive <laughs> it's yeah. not because she's snatchy <laughs> Some true colors just came out right there. That was very Freudian. <laughs> I enjoyed that Freudian well, that slip was right why. there. That was why. No, there's no backtracking. We heard what we heard, <laughs> didn't we, audience? The audience heard what I heard, I think. <laughs> Write in at tip to tip show at, at gmail.com and let me know what you heard right there. <laughs> I hope someone does. Tammy will. Like four years from now. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody will fucking write in and be like, he totally said it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's funny. Um,. Yeah, it was funny because when you said, I'm going to stop to tell you a story right now, I thought it'd be hilarious if you told a story that had like literally no bearing on what I was saying, just completely random story. Yeah. That would be really funny. 
tell me a story about like when you were a child and you could you know your mom didn't get you a puppy for christmas or something uh that happened too. did that happen i'm sorry <laughs> you got a sad look on your face all of a sudden she, she got me the puppy and then the puppy died well that's even worse yeah um so yeah at this job i was mostly a concessionaire i did ushing occasionally but 90 percent of the time i was selling motherfuckers popcorn and uh we we sold soft pretzels at this theater and you know they were baked to order so somebody would come up and order a soft pretzel and then i would go get a soft pretzel from the little refrigerator unit and i would put it into the little baking thing and i'd sprinkle some salt and slather it with you know some sort of liquid liquid that might be butter yeah yeah and uh every time i made a soft pretzel for a customer i made one for me as well (laughs) 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 so there were shifts where i ate like seven or eight soft pretzels and i'll tell you what a soft pretzel yeah i just it was you know one time i realized i could do it i was like wait a minute like i could just put one in here for me and i don't nobody's counting these fucking things and nobody's paying any attention to me at all so i was like well okay and i guess that's it's definitely like a a version of stealing but so i ate as much popcorn as i wanted too and they didn't never said you're not allowed to eat the pretzels it was probably like an unspoken (laughs) they probably assumed that i wasn't but i definitely ate a lot of pretzels i was gonna Uh, ask about nachos they didn't have nachos at that theater but man i fucked nachos up at the previous theater so i've done enough damage for a lifetime on the nachos um yeah so soft pretzels many a soft pretzel went went down the gullet um yeah i i have a lot of weird memories from that time and reading over my journals it was not i was not in a good place emotionally um you know there was some at home stuff happening that was kind of a bummer and then I'd go to this job where I didn't like anybody and I spent half the time, more than half the time, probably alone because there was big chunks of time. I, I had like 15 customers a night sometimes. It was just not a very busy theater during the week. Uh, yeah, I just was very lonely, very, very lonely, you know, and then th- I remember the only other employee non-manager that I remember was this little Hispanic dude. I don't remember his name. I know he, he didn't speak a lot of English, but he used to so you know girls walk by and we're men with testosterone and sometimes they're attractive and you kind of like nod each other like hey check her out right yeah he would do that with i swear like nine-year-old girls it's like a nine-year-old girl will walk by i don't know how old she was but she was closer to nine than right and (laughs) he'd fuck he'd give me the like hey what about that one nod and i'd be like the first few times I was like, "Are you? Is this a weird joke that I'm not getting because I don't speak Spanish? <laughs> like, what's going on here?" And then, time number seven or eight, I was like, "All right, dude. Like, what the fuck? Really?" But we didn't speak the same language. He spoke just enough English to ask if somebody wanted butter, but he could not have a conversation with me. And quickly, I realized I did not want to have a conversation with him. He was definitely a pedophile in some form. That's fucking and it scary. Was, it was a bummer. I didn't like working with him. He made me uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I think probably the only thing positive that I remember about that job, other than the occasionally free movies, was the, where the theater was, I could walk out the door and turn left and basically walk about, I don't know, 150, 200 feet, and I'd be on the the upper floor of a parking garage. And then if I went over to the south side of the parking garage, I could sit on the, like, edge, basically up on the cement and watch the fucking sunset over the ocean. Holy shit. So, 
Yeah, like very quickly I realized that if I got out there at the right time, I took my break at the right time, I could fucking watch the sunset over the fucking Pacific down at basically, you know, Newport Beach, Balboa area. And I used to do that a lot. And it was definitely the best thing about that fucking job. How many times did you do that in two months? (laughs) (laughs) I would say at least two or three times a week. So, yeah, uh, easily 25, 30 times. Many sunsets. Many days fantasizing about doing something better. Um, all the all the things that my life could be, most of which didn't happen. <laughs> oh, that just took a turn. Oh, no. Um, this is where job number two comes in. Okay. So, again, we're going to get to the... We're going to realize that this was just one job, but I don't give a fuck. To me, it's two jobs because... I was asked if I would work the premiere of Evita at the big theaters, right? And it wasn't like a premiere premiere. It wasn't like fucking Madonna and Antonio Banderas were going to show up. It was just like the first weekend Evita was out, right? And it was going to be a big movie at this theater. And they were like having a big kind of event for it. And it was nonstop shittery. It was so fucking horrible. I was concessionaire most of the time usher a little bit but it was just like piles of fucking rich assholes in fur coats like demanding you know butter flavored topping layered between their fucking popcorn and all the other employees were even worse at that theater and just everybody was mean and everybody was unhappy and it was it was two full days of shit i hated really? it it was awful wow it's, it was awful fucking awful and I was like, fuck this. And after day two, I was like, I'm never working at that theater again. And I told him, like, yeah, I'm not going back there. (laughs) I don't like that. Wow. And I think that's why I think of it as two, because it was, it was its own experience. You know, it was not the same. It was just, it was super busy and disorganized and chaos. And yeah, it sucked. It could go fuck itself. And they didn't have the tub wrecks. They did not have the tub racks. I should have brought some. <laughs> I wish I still had one. Did you ever look at the picture on our on the website? Yeah, I or, totally did. That's yeah. awesome. I wish I fucking had one. It's, it was big and fucking plastic and gray and <laughs> wonderful. And you, we had hundreds of them piled up in the back of the concession stand at Ridge. Actually, it's something that I wouldn't be terribly, terribly surprised if Dan had one. Like in his fucking storage unit or something? Yeah, I mean, it's not an impossibility, but I think he would have said something by now. He knows we did the episode, and I asked him, I think, questions about the tub racks. I think if he had had one, he would have said, hey, you know, I have one of those, right? So I don't think he does, but I bet we yeah. could find one online to buy. They, You could buy one on eBay, I think. That's where I got those pictures. Okay. Somebody was selling one on, like, eBay for 50 bucks or 100 bucks or something stupid like that. Ugh, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not buying a fucking tub rex for hundred bucks. It's a piece of you know plastic, molded plastic. They, I'll they, just they, print they were, the picture and put it on my wall. What's beautiful is people treated them like they were just—I mean, they were garbage. Like you know, people would like eat their popcorn and then leave it just sitting on the floor of the theater like it was a normal popcorn <laughs> bag. <laughs> so we'd be throwing hundreds of those things out every fucking show. Oh my god! Uh, so that was a uh, ridge that we just talked about for five minutes in this Edwards episode. Yeah, that was my experience working at this this theater. I didn't I didn't enjoy it. Uh, I was applying at other places all over Orange County, probably the entire time I worked there. And 
I just, I hated all the employees there. I felt uncomfortable anytime I didn't have a soft pretzel in my hand, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. But, uh, yeah, I, I ended up, I got offered a job, which would be my next job, as a security guard. And I quit. I called and quit with no notice to Megan, the bitchy supervisor. And it was one of the few times she was actually nice. She was. She, I don't remember it, but in my journal I wrote that Megan was nice about it. <laughs> called you, in, Megan. And, instead of going to work, yeah, instead of going to work, I called out and and for forever. So yeah, fuck that job. Um, I kind of on a not job related, but life related during this time, and it's relevant because in the future, maybe two or three episodes from now, something pretty severe will happen, and it'll be started by this event but at at the beginning of january we decided to move out of our apartment and into with my mom into a new apartment so my mom was living in a one-bedroom apartment in the same complex that we were living in and then she was basically like hey you if you want we can get a two-bedroom apartment together when my lease is up and your lease is up and then you can pay like half the rent you're paying if you don't mind because she she was like i'm cool you know like she knew I, we were trying to save up and move back up to la or whatever and so same complex like, or new complex same complex so it was like we were in like s107 and she was in like i don't know some other apartment number and then we yeah. moved into like f306 together so different building on the other side of the big you know jacuzzi we talked about a couple episodes ago <laughs> uh moved from the first floor to the third floor but yeah it was you know we fucking moved all our shit one day i moved all of my stuff and then we moved my mom's stuff i helped these mexican dudes she hired at like home depot to move her entire apartment and we got stuck in a fucking elevator together me and three mexican guys that didn't speak any english stuck in an elevator jammed with furniture so we were all like up against walls and the fucking elevator door didn't open and they were just looking at me like okay <laughs> and i was like doing shift oh, I, don't, right I don't know i'm like i don't know but this is gonna be it's gonna get hot in here real quick um yeah definitely you know push the button and ask for help and then you know i don't know like 25 30 minutes later somebody pried the doors open and we got out of there but yeah, it was a little hairy uh it's kind of creepy but yeah so we moved in with my mom and then right after we moved in with her my sister moved in and there wasn't an extra room I don't know. The circumstances were sort of like my sister needed a place to stay and my mom wasn't going to say no. So it didn't matter that that wasn't the deal we made. Yeah. Because, you know, I didn't really get along with my sister at this point. Um, and so she moved in and I was like, well, it's, you know, it's, my name's not on the lease. So there's not really shit I can do about it, but hopefully it'll, we can suffer through it for a year. And my, my feeling was my sister would probably bounce quickly anyway. And... I'm not going to tell you what happened in this episode. That'll be for a future episode, but it's definitely a bit of a story. So yeah, that's where, that's what happened outside of this job during this time. And that's really all I've got to say about Edward's theaters. Fuck you, Edward. Yeah. That's a fucking three on the PP scale. I'm going three. It's not yeah. a two. It's not a one. It's not a zero, but it's not a four. It's a fucking three three's even a little generous you sound like you're pretty fucking miserable those soft pretzels must have been good yeah you know they were really good they were (laughs) the sunsets and the pretzels you know that's what that's a mean fucking combination dude yeah that's what kept it you know what i never did not once 
I never ate a soft pretzel while watching the sunset. <laughs> that would have been the shit, though. I think my fucking brain would have exploded. It would have been like, you know, doing fucking DMT or something. <laughs> awesome. But, uh, yeah, that that uh, that sucked. So the next episode we do is going to be a special episode because in order to keep the jobs in line with the episodes. Uh, but me and Chris haven't decided for sure what we're going to do on the episode yet. So we're not going to tell you that. You're just going to have to tune in next time and find out what the fuck we're talking about. Episode uh, <laughs> 17. But yeah, that's episode 16. Do you have anything else you want to say or any questions you want to ask or any comments you want to levy? No, I think that's I think that's um, in the past. Yeah, fuck that job. I had to read my journal to remember ninety percent of what I just said. Like yeah. I, it's so fucking vague in my head. It's so fuzzy. I remember not liking it, and that's kind of all that I really had available without doing some some research. So luckily, I had journals. Otherwise, this episode would have been two and a half minutes long. Uh, some are some are going to be long. Some are going to be short. Yeah, this is on the on the shorter side. Man, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. We'll see what happens next time. I'm kind of curious what we're going to do next time. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.